we derive our self-esteem, our self-value, not just from how much we have or even how good we are at something, but from how much we can contribute. Hi, hope you're well. This is PD at the Art of Self-Development. This podcast is for everyone interested in psychology or who wants to develop the most useful people and life skills for yourself and for the people around you. What makes you, you? One of the most natural things that we do, psychologically, is we identify with what we do and create an identity based on that. Based on reconciling what we do, how we see ourselves acting in the world, with how other people react. And then we create stories around it. And one of the most difficult things to do, to me, oftentimes is, because I have more of an addictive personality, is to focus on something I really want to make a dent in, where I really want to make an improvement, then working hard and not being affected by it. As in, either I'll think I'm better than other people, or I become worried I might be worse. And usually it's both. This can be the downside of working really hard. Because if it's something where Becoming good at something, better in fact than other people, it becomes an emotional investment that might even be unhealthy in the long run. Sometimes we want to be better than other people just for the sake of being better, more important, more significant. This is where some real honest assessment of where your value is, might be. And again, it's not necessarily a bad thing, in my opinion, to be very focused, to have this sort of addictive personality. But it's important to realize that, while this can be a really good tool to get somewhere fast, because you're driven, it is not healthy to derive satisfaction about ourselves from what we do or what we learn, what we master. The self-esteem that we crave is really not to be found there. It is not about becoming better than other people. And this is a trap that most of us will be caught in again and again. And this, I think, is the distinction. We don't become more valuable to other people by becoming better at something. We become more valuable by bringing more value to other people. And that is a big difference. There's a saying that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's very true. And sometimes they work too hard at something for the wrong reason, so that even if I end up being the best in the room, if I'm so insecure that I need to be the best, I've lost more than I could ever gain. 
in terms of friendship, connection, and respect. Because it's hard to respect someone who you don't like. We don't want to. We don't like people who are the best. We like people we like. We like people we can connect with and do something meaningful with. So the challenge can be, especially for those more self-centered and more insecure or even more narcissistic on the extreme end, to keep working on our skills and our abilities, but make sure we're not compensating too much. Sometimes they talk about the importance of developing the skills that'll bring us the farthest. And I do believe in that. There's a great lesson in being shown what we're not good at and working hard on that. But if we depend on that solely, on that skill, that ability, if we depend on it for our self-esteem, then ultimately we will fall flat. Because what if it's not your day? What if you're ill? What about when you get older and you can't perform as well as you did? Then who are you really? Where do you derive your self-esteem? And a lot of it really is in connecting with other people. You can't do without it, or at least I can't. So learning and improving is one of the keys to a better, more meaningful life. But it only works, in my experience, when it is always in the service of other people. When you make it a point to learn stuff, to become more of who you are, who you want to be, that makes sense to you, and then put it in service of other people. And again, it doesn't mean doing what other people want you to do. What it does mean is helping make the world a better place. Just this small piece where you're at the moment and use those skills. That is, you are not the focus. It's not about you. It's not about how well you perform and how accepted you will be. When we stop caring as much about how other people see us and focus solely on making other people's lives better, that provides us both the practice that we need and the connection, the chance to create real value by actually connecting, by making meaningful impact in other people's lives where it doesn't even matter if you're the best one in the room. Because you always do your best to benefit other people as well as yourself. Where you can focus on helping other people grow. Which to me is the best way to get into the flow state where you're really connected, both within yourself and with other people. Where you can use your skills in the most effective ways and the most efficient because you're not burning any energy on worrying about whether or not you're doing a good job, whether or not you make the right impression, whether other people like you enough. So the only rule in the business of life, in the life business, 
is to figure out one by one what skills we need to learn that are the most important to us as an expression of who we are, as our way of doing things better, of making other people's lives better, and then connected all those different skills that we all have in different combinations and creating a system that'll work for each individual person. And when we have that, we keep improving, we keep learning, practicing. And in those times, outside of learning and study, where we focus on growing our skills, we only focus on the people we are trying to help. I tend to be a self-conscious person, especially when I was younger, it was always difficult for me to to approach people, to talk to someone I didn't know. And this switch happened throughout my life, where I no longer care whether or not I will be accepted. I accept other people, for the most part at least. That's one switch that we can make, psychologically. But even more importantly, if I have something to offer, because I create more in my life than I need, I can be welcome in any crowd, as long as I have this focus. And creating value on a regular basis helps us realize where our value is, what we can create, what we can contribute, so that if you do what you love, if you love what you do, you love your life. And this is when Nobody can tell you what your value is, because you know. You can't be put down by somebody who doesn't live that life, and who doesn't want you to either, because they would feel bad about themselves. A person who loves their life cannot be put down. It's impossible. There is only one person whose respect you need to earn, and that person is you. And the key to that is not happiness, per se. It is not about living a happy life. It is about meaning. You can kind of be happy and not fulfilled. You can have an easy life. But when you're living a life that is meaningful, where you do what you know you need to do, as an expression of who you are, that is when happiness comes for real as well as all the other things. We find meaning in what matters to us, and we gain power in accepting responsibility to get where we are now, where we have been, and in creating a plan that we can follow, so that step by step we go towards that life of passion, of success, and of fulfillment. Because we're not happy when our lives are easy. We are happy when we make decisions to do something that is meaningful and important. And then we make all the effort to achieve that. And we will fail time and time again. Rethink our strategy or change it altogether and do it again. Because we don't suffer when the obstacles are too difficult, when life is hard, that's not the reason. We suffer 
when we stop believing, when we stop creating the meaning to the things we do, to the things we strive for, there is no suffering in effort alone. In fact, the more you do something that is important to you, the happier you will be. Even if you don't at first succeed. So sometimes this calls for rethinking how we do things and how we think about ourselves. Whether we decide that what we do really is our choice. Quit focusing on what other people want you to do or what you think other people want you to do. Quit focusing on your weaknesses. If you have some, and we all do, make sure they are not dragging you down. Make those bigger weaknesses smaller. Then focus on your strengths. This is where your power lies. This is where you are strong in different departments, in different ways, different combinations, that no other living person is. That is your gift. And then continue developing a system of using your gift to create something new and unique that only you can materialize. Nobody else can. And then use that to provide value to other people without thinking about what you want in return. When we make it a point to make other people's lives better as much as we can on our own terms for their benefit, people will want to contribute, to give back. Not all of them, but if you use your gifts, you'll always have enough. Be a friend to people and provide value. Take care of yourself to make yourself strong and to grow stronger. As the first rule of business, take care of yourself in every way. Have a good diet. Exercise enough to get those happy chemicals flowing through your body. Sleep enough. Socialize. Spend time with your friends and loved ones. And then build those skills that are unique to you, that will get you farther than any idea or plan that you could get from anybody else. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Art of Self-Development. Remember that learning is a change of behavior. Any positive change you make and keep has a cumulative effect that'll make your life even better. If you found anything useful or interesting in this episode, please share it with your friends. You can reach me at pdartofsd at gmail.com. Talk to you again soon. In the meantime, leave the world a little better than you found it. Thank you.